Welcome to the Emerging Temple broadcast. I am Michael Obeyer. I will be your guide for the rest of this broadcast. At Emerging Temple, we seek to analyze current events within the context of God's plan for mankind, in which he intends, at the end of time, to raise up a people who will rule with him. Before I go any further, I want to encourage you to like our page, to subscribe to our channel. And if there is a notification bell icon, I would like you to hit that bell so you can be notified anytime we upload new videos. I want to encourage you to like this page so that we can develop the number of likes that we have so that we can come up in the rankings because we have a message that is critical for this hour and this time. So thank you so much for those of you who are already doing so. If you'd like to support our ministry, you can visit our website at templeoftruth.us. That's www.templeoftruth.us. Or you can go to patreon.com and look for our handle, Emerging Temple. Okay? We're also streaming now with the online radio platforms, um, including Spotify, iTunes, and Google Music. There's a few others. If you want to see the full list of radio stations through whom we broadcast, you can go to our website, templeoftruth.us. And I thank you so much for those of you who've been communicating with us, sharing with us um, your thoughts about our message. We're very encouraged to hear from you. Uh, many of you are watching us through the uh, platform, I mean, hundreds of, through the platform of Facebook and WhatsApp, etc. And um, that doesn't necessarily uh, reflect on our accounts here on YouTube, but it doesn't really matter. If we reach one person and we're able to help transform the life of one person and it develop that relationship you have with God, man, we've hit a home run, okay? So it's not all about the numbers for us. It's about it's about the fact that God is using us and we're grateful that you'll find us worthy, you know, to, you know, to be used at this time and this hour. Okay, just wanted to find out um, if... Like I ask often, any one of us has something you want to share with us. Maybe you had a study this week on your own, or you had a message from God in some way, a dream, or something of interest you would like us to begin with. Feel free to unmute your mic and go ahead and share that with us. Nobody had any dream this week. You might not think the dream means much, but if it, if it's something that um, you still remember vividly, or if it made some kind of impression on you, you know, um, go ahead and share it. You know, when you have a dream and then you 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 just forget, but you know there was a dream you had that was, that, you know, that yeah. meant something or maybe really hit you, but then you, you can't remember the dream, but you know there was a dream. That's that's where I am right now. I okay. had like two dreams, but then it's all wiped off my memory, but, I, but, but the impact or the, the experience is still there because it wasn't... It was something that yeah that happens that happens a lot especially in the morning when you wake up if you just jump out of bed or get on your phone yes 
or something, which is what we often do. Yes. You'll forget that dream. But if you woke up and you thought about it, you meditated on it, yeah. more about the dream will actually start coming to you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for the record, do you know how many dreams you dream on average in a night? <laughs> Ten. No. Hundreds. Wow. That's why they don't make sense. You know, they're just different pieces. You can't... Well, but you, but you remember, you only remember one or two. Yeah. If at all. I never remember any. <laughs> right. If at all, you, you remember one or two. But the people who do sleep studies say you dream hundreds of dreams in a night. Which makes sense because you're just thinking. But you're thinking more vividly. Interesting. Okay. Okay, what about the word? Does anybody have a word? Huh? Like something... Something... Like, got you had a thought. I, I think... The thought that I've had the most all week is just to keep faith in God and through all these times, just to, just to keep calm and, you know, and to watch how many people are, are not doing that and how many people are doing that. And, and I'm, I'm grateful that the people that, you know, mostly the people that I know have that really strong faith in God and are keeping that faith that just whatever is, just keep doing in your life in a common sharing and good way rather than get all freaked out and upset by things. So, so basically what you've thought about this week is how you and most of the people you know in this times have not wavered, they've kept their faith in God. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. And I'm grateful for it because we have a lot of young people in our family that are in college and just coming out of college and going to school or starting businesses and it's it's all strange to them now and they're just they're just kind of taking it in their stride, which is good. And they, they're attaching to you know, the old people. And, you know, just, it just, it, I just thought about that this week that I'm really grateful for that. And the ones that have had problems, they talk to people about them and then they go, oh, well, you know, God is always there. And, it's all good. And um, I've just been really grateful for that. All right. Did, any, did, you, did you get the chance to study the Bible this week? I, I was studying in um, the Psalms. I just kind of open the Bible and study sometimes. Okay. And... You know, there's parts of the Bible that just tell you. I'm I'm not really good at remember parts. Of, you know, like verse and 
Facebook or whatever. But um, I mean, I seriously have real brain injuries. It's really hard for me. But I was just studying in the Psalms. And it seemed like everything that I was reading was saying, you know, this earth is God's earth, not ours. And everything belongs to God and just have faith in him no matter what's going on. Okay. Okay. Did anybody else get to study the word this week? Billy, you didn't get the chance to study? Okay. No, I had I had studied last week. I was studying Isaiah still last week. Okay. So, so uh, that means everybody here must be really, really hungry. A whole week with no food. Definitely, yes. Yeah. Well, that's dangerous. Don't want to ever die hungry. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I don't die hungry. That's why they always give condemned prisoners their last meal, whatever <laughs> they want. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So, um, what were we talking about last week? We ended. Um, we ended talking about the book of the Revelation, and so and I, I think maybe we should kind of change gear at since we don't really, you know, have something. And I, w I want us to know that if during the week, the rest, we are not spiritually active, when we gather, whenever online like this, or actually in physical church, doesn't matter, the frequency of our operation will be very, very low, okay? We're not going to function at the high frequency that usually we come out with. Sometimes God has mercy on us and then he gives us special grace and then we get, we get a lot of good food. But if we can maintain studying of the word on our own, prayer on our own, research on our own, once we come together, like we're not going to spend 15 minutes going through this drudgery of did you dream? Did you this? Did you that? We're just going to start soaring, start flying, okay? So I just want to remind you that what I just said is not optional. Every one of us has to, during the week, study the word, pray, be sensitive to your dreams, etc., etc. okay? Let's look at the book of Matthew, chapter, I'm sorry, let's look at the book of Luke, chapter 24. Amen. Amen. Do you, um, Amen. do you brethren know about the three feasts, the three feasts of, um, the three feasts of um, the Hebrew Bible, the three major feasts? I'm sure you want somebody. Passover. Yes. Yes, Kay, you're right. Someone else, yes. The um, oh, the Passover, the um, 
the feast in the fall and the Yom Kippur, the, the feast of yes, asking yes. God to forgive us and give us new. Yes, Yom Kippur, what's it called in English? What, do we call, what does the Bible call it? Um, I don't know. My, I just, my okay. sons, my okay. sons went to Hebrew school and their grandfather went. So I already know, just know it as Yom Kippur. But okay. The feast, okay. but it's. Okay. I just knew it as the feast of forgiveness. The feast of. Forgiveness. Okay. Okay. All right. Because. Because before before you can go to the temple, you have to go to every person you have something against and forgive them. Okay, you're okay. You're talking about you're talking about the Jewish religion. Yes. Okay, the Jewish religion is different from the Hebrew faith in the Bible. Did you know that? I do know that. Yeah, there's a lot of overlap. But a lot of times people think it's the same, it's the same religion, but they're actually very, very different. Okay. So, no. um, yeah. So can, Ebele, can you take a shot? There's two more, just feast off. If I say feast off, what comes into your mind? I think of harvest. I think there was a feast of harvest, wasn't it? In the Bible somewhere. Yes. The feast of harvest is a minor feast. All those three feasts have three minor feasts under them so but that is that is more complicated they're just keeping mm -hmm. it simple what you see everywhere every day there's feast of passover mm -hmm. which feast of tabernacles yes and, and the feast of Pe pentecost okay good so everybody should know feast of pentecost mm -hmm. and i know you know feast of pentecost yeah there's no one here that doesn't. Why? Because that's the day the Holy Ghost came upon the apostles, right? Yeah. Good. Yes. So the first one is Feast of Passover. That's the first one. The second one is Feast of Pentecost. And the third one is Feast of Tabernacles. Correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Jesus was crucified on which of these feasts do you assume? And I'm asking everybody but Dr. K. Passover. Exactly. Jesus was crucified around the feast of Passover. Okay. How many days of, let us use the words observation, I don't want to say celebration, were involved in the Feast of Passover? Eight, seven. Seven, that's correct. And it's referred to as the week, W-E-E-K. What I'm saying to you all right. now is very important. I'm laying a foundation to a teaching, okay? So bear with me, all right? Okay. So, Do you recall when Jesus was hung on the cross that they came to take their bodies down and the Bible said 
they were surprised that Jesus was dead already. Isn't that so? Yes. Anybody remember that? Yes. Okay. Yes. So they had a re they gave a reason why they needed to bring the bodies down of the people on the cross. Because you know there were two other people with him on hanging beside him, right? We've all seen the picture, haven't we? Yes. <laughs> all right. Okay. So does anybody remember what the Pharisees, I don't want to say it's the Pharisees, but the priests and the Romans gave as, well, strike Romans. The, the reason the priests gave for wanting to bring his body down from the cross. Do you guys remember that? Yes, because the Passover was nine. No, I, I was asking the others. Oh, sorry. The reason for bringing down his body from the cross. Yes. Because he was dead. Was... No, they want no. They want they wanted to bring them down, not and remember they were surprised that he was dead when they brought him when they went to bring him down. Mm -hmm. So obviously they had another reason for going to bring him down before they saw that ah oh, he's already dead, right? Well, it says in Luke 23. Sorry? Oh, it says in Luke 23, it was the day of preparation. The Sabbath was about to begin. Very good. That That's the answer. The day of what? Preparation. The Sabbath preparation. was about to begin. Now, when you hear Sabbath, what comes onto your mind? Is it like Friday evening or Saturday morning, something like that? Mm -hmm. Saturday. And that's the mistake we've all been making. We assume that Jesus was crucified on Friday when actually he was crucified on the day before the Sabbath. And the Sabbath can fall on any day. The Passover Sabbath can fall on any day. Are you with me now? Yeah. Now, this is very important. Yes. This is very important because recall that Jesus ate the Passover meal with his disciples. Is that not so? Yes. Was he supposed to do yes. that? You're just telling me Not that if, this, the Sabbath was coming up. The Passover was coming up. But we saw Jesus a night or two back eating the Passover in the upper chamber with his disciples. How come? Because it was the last meal. He knew he was going to die. That's nothing wrong with eating your last meal, but he was eating the feast of Passover. That's what he said. Liz, is, am I correct? Yes. But was he doing it on the Passover day? Or was the Passover coming? It was coming. So well, why did he... The Sabbath was about... Yes. 
But remember, you just saw in verse 23, sorry, chapter 23, okay? Uh, it says, verse 54 says, and that day was the preparation. Preparation for what? Passover. 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 The day before Passover is called the day of preparation. And the Passover day is a public holiday. So it's a Sabbath day. But you and I know that Passover can occur on any of the seven days of the week, correct? Just depends on how the calendar falls. Correct? Yes. yes. So there yeah. is no reason why how, that we, there's no way we can explain why did Jesus eat the Passover meal two days, at least two days before the real Passover was supposed to take place? Anybody? I, I kind of think, though, I, I kind of think, though, because it says in chapter 21 yes. that he, um, the day of Passover was upon them. So well, he, okay. That verse what? Verse what? Chapter 21, verse. Oh, um, I like this now. We're doing some real study. I like this. Chapter 22, um, number 7, verse 7. The day of unleavened bread arrived on which it was appointed to sacrifice the Paschal lamb. And then Jesus told them, go and prepare the Passover supper for us. But I think the reason, to me, the reason that they said preparation for the Sabbath was the weekly Sabbath. Because they, they could not do any preparation for his burial on the Sabbath day. So they had to take him down and get him prepared on the Friday, which was the day of preparation. Sabbath. Okay. I think there was two holidays, two things in the same week. So how I think okay. of it. Very good. So then, you and I believe, let us go with that thinking now, right? Let's assume that yeah. the day Jesus was crucified was a Friday, and the next day was a Saturday, which would be a Sabbath, correct? We're going to assume that, right? Right. Isn't that so? Yes. And they can't do anything. And so the first day of the week would be what? Sunday. Sunday, right? Yes. Sunday. Sorry? Yes, Sunday. Okay, fine. So they took him down from the cross. Okay. Because look at and verse 54 of chapter 23 says, for it was the day of preparation, right? Right. So they took him down from the cross. Okay. The next day was the Sabbath. Right? Mm -hmm. And which, yeah. we, which we, say, yes. we say Saturday. And then the third day was Sunday. And that is the beginning of the week, correct? 
Yes. Now I have a question for you. Did, did the Hebrews consider Sunday to be the beginning of the week? When, when, did the day, when did the day start in the Hebrew calendar? Was it in the morning or in the evening? In the evening. Very good. Very good. Yes. When the sun is down. Very good. So Saturday, let us use the word Saturday, began on Friday evening. Correct? Correct. That would mean, yes. that would mean what you and I consider Saturday morning would be what they would consider Saturday evening. True? No. No, I mean, they, they, they wouldn't call it evening, but... The middle of the day, kind of. Yeah, yeah. So that day, yes. that day, the day starts in the evening. So 6 p.m., let's go with, let's... I might be wrong, but let's just play, let's play, let's play along here. Six in the evening would be like six o'clock in the morning for us. Okay? Okay. So that would mean if Jesus was crucified at six o'clock in the evening on Friday, right? Or a few minutes before that. So when they say the next day, the next day begins at six. So six o'clock in the evening would be their own Saturday, the beginning of their Saturday. Correct? Correct. Okay. Yes. Well, to, so as not to confuse everybody, let me just give you what I'm trying to say here. What I'm trying to say here is this. The beginning of the week that you see in verse one of chapter 24 is not Sunday. It's whatever day that the Passover was going to take place. Because when you see in verse 54, it says the day of preparation was at hand. The Bible teaches us that the day of preparation is the day before what? Passover. Passover. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I had somebody wanted to say something. Oh, the, the day of preparation is the day before the thing, the actual thing. Because yes. you have to prepare for the thing because you're not allowed to do anything on the day of the whatever it is. Yeah, in but this case, Passover. In this case, we're referring to the day of preparation where you prepare. Okay, let's go back to verse chapter 21. Is it chapter 21 or 23 where you talk, where you where they where you said that the disciples came to ask him a question? Oh, chapter 22. Okay. Okay, 22. Yes, verse 13. What the one you showed us earlier. 
chapter 22, verse 13. Uh, sorry, verse 19. Verse 7. Verse 9. That's where verse 9. read before. The one, the one you read before was chapter 22, verse 9. Oh, verse, verse 7. This, this. Verse 7. seven to, okay, 7 to 9. Okay, let me read it to us, okay? Then came the day of unleavened yes. bread, when the Passover must what? Be killed. Okay. And he sent Peter and John saying, go and prepare us the Passover that we may eat. And they said unto him, where will thou, we what? Prepare. Prepare. So the preparation and discussing is the preparation of what? Passover. Passover. It's not the preparation for Saturday. Are we are we are we agreed on that now? At yeah. least we have no we have no doubt about the preparation of chapter twenty two. Correct. Yes. Right. Okay. Did. So Jesus eats the Passover meal that evening with his disciples, right? Yes. Yeah. Or, or sometime after he tells them to go get a place. Okay? Mm -hmm. Now, after they've eaten that meal, you come again to chapter 23 this is after they've eaten the Passover. Remember, Jesus ate the Passover, correct? Yes. That mm -hmm. means the right. Passover is finished, correct? Mm -hmm. So yeah. you come to chapter 22. I'm sorry, chapter 23. And verse 54 tells us, and that day was the preparation for the Sabbath. So where was the preparation? Is this, like Liz is telling us, a second preparation different from the preparation that Jesus and his disciples have discussed in 22? And is this just a preparation for just another Saturday? The answer is in verse 1 of chapter 24. In verse 1 of chapter 24, it says, now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came unto the sepulcher, bringing the spices which they had prepared and certain others with them. Right? Yes. Right. Now, when they say the first day of the week, very early in the morning, you and I know that when the Bible says, if the Bible is talking about a, like a regular week, okay, mm -hmm. we, know it's, we know that week begins in the evening. But these people are operating in the morning. It tells us clearly here they're operating in the morning, okay? 
So the week it's referring to here cannot be their calendar week. Okay? So this is not Sunday. This is the day that they're supposed to have the Passover. Now, let me ask you a question. Okay, aha, I just got something. I, I finally found my bearing. Liz, when somebody is dead, wrapped, and buried, right? Yes. Do people take perfumes and spices and go to where the person is buried? Or do they do that before they bury the person? No. It should have been before they buried the person. Aha. Is everybody awake now? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with these women? Okay. What's interesting is it says, it says in verse 55. Yeah that they saw the tomb and how his body was buried. So they went yes. there, then they saw the tomb, they saw how his body was buried, and yes. then they went home. So he, he must not, to get the spices and perfume, so he must not have been buried properly. You know, I mean, he, it sounds he was... like they didn't think he was... Because I'm I mean, 56 You know, somebody so... put him in the place. No, okay, okay. I, I want, Look at okay. 56. Doesn't that sound... Sorry, Liz, your, vo your, your voice isn't coming clear. Oh, but doesn't that sound like they came and look, looked in the tomb and then they saw how he was buried? So it says in 56, then they went home to prepare spices and perfumes. That's exactly what and, I want you to and, follow. I want you all, please. Because they... Go ahead. Go ahead, Liz. Go ahead. Because when they opened the tomb and saw him, they, on that day of preparation, when they came, the women who came, um, they, they must have seen his body was not buried properly because they saw it and then they went home to get the spices and perfumes. Okay. This is what you have to understand. Jesus was buried. It doesn't say anything about whether he was buried well or not buried well. Okay? So let's not speculate on that. Okay? They just saw... Mm -hmm how he was laid. doesn't say it was good. doesn't say it was bad. It says, however, they now went home to get certain spices. I want you to hear me now. You do that before you bury a body. Okay? Yes. Something yes. motivated these women 
to, in spite of the fact that he had been buried, to go get spices and do what they usually do to clean a body before they wrap it up and bury. You all have seen mummies, right? Yes. Um, you right. see mummies in the documentaries, correct? Right. So that's what, yes. that is what had been done with him. So they would have to go and remove everything. But notice when they got there, the obstacle had been taken. Oh my God, I wish somebody could hear what I'm saying. The obstacle had been taken out of the way. Can you see that? Yes. Yeah. How were these three little women going to roll away? They saw the people bury him in the sepulcher. They saw how heavy the stone was. And I want you to remember that the Bible tells us that the high priest went to Pilate and said, look, let's secure this place so that nobody can get to his body because if they do and take his body, the story about him in the latter will be worse than the story about him at the beginning. Does everybody remember that? Yes. You see why I said we need to study the word? Because you've got to compare spiritual with spiritual. Yeah. These women were coming back to him with no idea on how they would roll away the stone. Yes. Right. When they arrived, the stone was already rolled away. Are you with me? Yes. Yes. Isabella here? Yeah. Okay. I think I've lost you. All right. I'll, I'll bring you back. Let's go to the book of John. Let's go to the book of John. Let's go to the end. We'll go to... Um, Chapter 20. John chapter 20. Yeah. Okay. So let's look at it from the perspective of John. Okay. Abele, can you read for us from verse 1 to 9? Sure. Amen. Amen. Now the first day of the week... Magdalene went to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. Then she ran and came to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and said to them, they have taken away the Lord out of the tomb and we do not know where they have laid him. Stop. Let's stop there for a second. This is another perspective on the same story you just saw in Luke. Is that not correct? Yes. Yes. So she's saying we. So this writer is talking only about her, but she's saying we. That means she and the other two women that went with her. Yeah. Right? Yes. Now she's not telling them, she's not going through the details of what she went there to do. Yes. 
She's just saying, look, we went there. Not that, I'm not saying she's hiding it. We're saying this writer is not interested in that detail. He's interested in pointing something else out to you about these women. The reason I'm telling you this is because I want you to understand the role of women in the move of God. Are you listening? Sure. Yes. Well, you're going to see something now. <laughs> okay. Please continue, sis. Yeah. Peter, therefore, went out, and the other disciples... Sorry. Peter, therefore, went out, and the other disciple, and were going to the tomb. So they both ran together, and the other disciple outran Peter and came to the tomb first. And he, stooping down and looking in, saw the linen clothes lying there, yet he did not go in. Stop. So the doors open, right? Right. The, 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 the stones rolled away, and somehow or another, you got to bend down, you got to look down, okay, and look inside. Correct? Yes. And he looks inside, and what does he see? He saw that the clothes, linen clothes, were lying there. So what, what he was wrapped in was left there, correct? Correct. But yes. he didn't dare go inside? Yes. No. Correct? Yes. Did he see anybody inside? He no. Hasn't, it didn't say. No. Did somebody say yes or no? I said no. Okay, very good. All no. right. Please continue, Billy. Then Simon Peter came following him and went into the tomb, and he saw the linen clothes lying there and the handkerchief that had been around his head, not lying with the linen clothes, but folded together in a place by itself. Then the other disciple who came to the tomb first went in also and he saw and believed for as yet they did not know the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples went away again to their own homes. Stop. So did they go inside? Uh, only Peter did. Hmm? But... The other guy came in, so it came in as well. After Peter, don't you see that? Yes. He came following him. Verse eight. Oh, yeah. Who came to the church? Went in also. Yes, 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 he did. So two of them went inside. They walked around. They saw everything in there. Correct. Correct. Yes. yes. Did they see anybody? No. no. Did anybody walk in after they left? No. Did anybody walk out with them? No. No. Okay. Now, Liz, can you read for us from verse 11 to 15? Meanwhile, Mary stood weeping beside the tomb. Even as she wept, she saw she stooped to peer inside. And there she saw two angels in dazzling robes. Stop. One was seated Stop. at the head. Stop. Stop. Oh, okay. 
this writer, what's he, is he, he, doesn't he know what, what he's talking about? He just told us there was nobody there. <laughs> this woman just stooped and looked at the same place this big apostle stooped and looked. And now this writer is telling us that this little woman who doesn't even know the Bible as, as much as the apostles can see something the apostles cannot see. Hello? Yes. She saw what? Two angels. Two angels. Oh my God, if it was one, I would have said okay, he was in one corner. So the, the apostle John and the apostle Peter didn't see him. There were two guys in there while they were walking around and they couldn't see them. Keep reading. And there she saw two angels in dazzling robe. One was seated at the head and the other at the foot of the place where Jesus' body had lain. Woman, they asked her, why are you weeping? And she answered them, because the Lord has been taken away and I do not know where they have put him. She had no sooner said this than she turned around and caught sight of Jesus standing there. But she what? did not know him. Wait a minute. Woman, he asked. Wait, 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 wait. I don't know how you have the I don't know how you have the breath to even read anymore. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm flabbergasted. I mean, I resign. After all I suffered with you for three and a half years. Huh? Now you hide yourself from me and appear to these Women, I mean, I, I'm not. I, I don't want to work for you anymore. <laughs> see what Jesus did right there? Yeah. Can you see what I'm trying to say? What I'm trying to communicate to you? These women, even after he died, come on, they took spices to go and anoint his body, even though it had been wrapped and buried they were still going to do right by him and he revealed himself to them when everybody else turned their back on him these women stayed true they believed that he deserved the honor to be buried with the frankincense and the myrrh. Do you remember a woman who poured that same thing on his head? Do you all remember? Yes. Yes. And the disciples were angry and saying, What a waste. Yes. And what did Jesus say to his disciples about what the woman had done? Does anybody he remember? He, he said, leave her forever. What? Leave her alone. Because she has done this for my what? Oh my God. Somebody look for it for us. Somebody look for it because this is being recorded. So somebody in the world needs to see this because I'm just seeing it myself right now. As I'm speaking with you, I'm seeing it at the same time with you, right now. The, the prostitute that poured 
Jesus' head with all the beautiful frankincense and myrrh and everything. Jesus said to them, leave her alone, for she has anointed me for my burial, for my death. Amen? Amen. Amen. These women were saying, oh God, before he was buried, they didn't do the right by him. We're going to go and correct it in their own little strength. And that faith of theirs rolled the stone away. Do you see it? Yes. <laughs> okay. That faith of theirs rolled the stone away. The stone was rolled away for them. And Jesus was there waiting for them. Has anybody found the scripture I was talking about? Okay, I guess I have to look for it myself because we got to find that. Okay. Matthew 20. Okay. Okay, let's look at John. I guess John chapter 12, verse 1 to 18. We're already in John. Matthew 26. No, let's 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 stay stay with John since we're in John already. Let's look at verse seven, verse um verse one to eight. In which chapter? Um, John chapter 12, verse 1 to 8. Amen. 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 In Jesus, six days before the Sir, you faded away. Dead, whom he raised from Sorry. the Pardon me? You faded away for a second there. Sorry. Okay. Then Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany, where Lazarus was with was which he had been dead, whom he raised from the dead. There they made him a supper, and Martha served. But Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table. Then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. Then saith one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him. Why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? Then he said not that he, this he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the bag and bare what was put therein. Then said Jesus, let her alone against the day of my bearing hath she kept this. For the poor always ye have with you, but me you have not always. That's He's talking to Judas, not to you. Okay? 
Yes. Said, Judas is always going to be with the poor. He didn't say you're always going to be with the poor. Judas is not always going to have Jesus. He didn't say you are not always going to have Jesus. Just remember that. Okay. So guess what? What those women were running to come and do was done months and maybe years before Jesus was buried. Are you with me? Yes. Do you see the significance of this? Now yes. let's read the other account, another account from the book of Mark or Matthew, the one K you wanted to read at first. Matthew chapter 26. Okay, Matthew chapter 26. Let's turn to that. Eight, eight, six, eight, seven. <clears throat> it's uh, starting at verse 7. Yes. <clears throat> Amen. 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 There came unto him a woman having an alabaster box a very precious ointment, and poured it on his head as he sat at meat. But when his disciples saw it, they had indignation, saying, To what purpose is this waste? For this ointment might have been sold for much and given to the poor. When Jesus understood it, he said unto them, Why trouble ye this woman? For she hath wrought a good work upon me. For you have the poor always with you but me you have not always. For in that she hath poured this ointment on my body, she did it for my burial. Verily I say see, unto you. Do you see that one woman poured it on his feet and another woman poured it on his head? Yes, on his body. Yes. <clears throat> but what were the brothers saying? What were the guys thinking? They were What's thinking of something... Yeah, it's wasteful. What a waste. Now, can I ask you, is, there, is it possible to waste your money on Jesus? No. 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 You see the kind of attitude that those men had? <laughs> they, they had no respect. <laughs> they, it's not even respect. They yeah. did not value Jesus. Mm -hmm. To the degree that these women did. Mm -hmm. And even these women, who because of the value they had for Jesus, were led by the Holy Spirit to do things they themselves didn't understand what they were doing. Mm -hmm. They just felt an impulse to do something. And even after he was buried, they forgot that some of them had done this weeks ago, months ago, or whenever, and just has said, this is done for my preparation. Yes. Are you with me? Yes. This is done yes. for my preparation. So they're going to the place there, and I want to let you understand that this story is not written just because God wants to tell us a nice story about these women. It's trying to tell you and I about what happens in your life when you've put Jesus as the value for you. In other words, if, if, if Jesus is a value to you, 
you can't put the Bible down. You can't go two days without wanting to know what's in the Word. If there is that space, are you with me? Yeah. Yes. Yes. And 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 Jesus knows us, mm -hmm. and He knows who takes who values Him. And if you're somebody who values Jesus, you should never be afraid to take the decisions that you're supposed to take, to go where you're supposed to go, even though it looks as though there's what? A stone in the way. Do you get what I'm saying? Amen. These men learned from these women faith. These women taught the apostles faith. And Jesus came to them and said to them that they should go and tell the apostles that he was risen from the dead. Are you, are you with me? Yes. Yes. He was trying to tell the apostles that after all I've taught you guys and showed you guys, you guys didn't believe. So he told the women, Go and tell my brothers that I am risen. Isn't that the gospel? Yes. So who did Jesus give the yes. gospel to first? Was it a man or a woman? A woman. Oh, I want to hear woman. everybody answer, please. A woman. So women gave woman. us the gospel. Now, that's another teaching entirely for another day because it's related to Eve giving birth because she shall be saved through childbearing. <laughs> All right. But that's another gospel. But I wanted you to see how people's disposition towards God and the things of God can affect your destiny. It can affect doors opening for you in places you least expected them to open. That stone wasn't... Look, do you think that stone was rolled away so Jesus could come out? I'm asking you. He didn't need the stone to come out. He didn't, no. need, the, he didn't need the stone to be rolled away. <laughs> yeah. so the, the stone was rolled see. away so that you could come inside and see that you cannot find the living amongst the dead. But that stone was rolled away because the women needed it to be rolled away. Wherever you are right now, where I am right now, you believe that, oh my God, this, how do I get out of this? That's not a problem for God. The problem for God is how to get you excited about his word. Amen. Amen. Once Amen. you get excited about his word, and that excitement comes as you study his word, it doesn't come because you psych yourself, Shambara, 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 I'm excited, I'm excited, I'm excited in <laughs> Jesus' name. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> the excitement comes because you spend time in the word and you begin to see things. You say, I never knew this was in the Bible. I never knew that was in the Bible. Man, all these pastors have been wasting my time. I didn't know this was in the Bible. Suddenly, you find God for yourself. And the stones start being rolled away. 
There are people in your life that because of them, even when the stone is rolled away, because you want to be with them, you will never walk into that place that God has for you. Do you know that God never spoke to Abraham until Lot left Abraham? Yes. There was a time. Okay. There was a time. God had to separate Abraham from Lot and Lot from Abraham. Okay. Some people must go. Some associations. And association is not, you know, we live in a virtual world now. So, so <laughs> some of us live in cyberspace <laughs> and we visit <laughs> earth every now and then. Okay. So there, a lot of the people we know in cyberspace, they need to go because they're keeping you earthbound. They're keeping you carnal. They're not functioning on the spiritual plane. And all you eat every day is carnality. So guess what? They must go. Okay. They must go. And you begin to grow spiritually. Do you understand? That's another teaching entirely. But I wanted us to see that, look, the role of women in the, in the saving grace of mankind can't ever be over, can never ever be overstated. Can never. That stone was rolled away because those women had the nerve to say, we're going to go there and we're going to do what we can to push that stone away. That was some heavy stone because the Bible tells us that the Pharisees told Pilate, we want you to seal that place and put guards so nobody can get in there. I hope you guys remember that. Yes. So we're not talking of some little stone here. Those women didn't care. They were going in there and they were going to do right by their Lord. Amen. 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 Right. So the feast of Passover was that death and resurrection of Jesus Christ for you and I. And we saw all that transpired there. There was a second feast, the feast of Pentecost. Does everybody remember what happened on the Feast of Pentecost? That was when the disciples were in a room, isn't it? Yes, yes. And, and the fireballs came on their heads. That's when the Holy Spirit. Very good. So on the Feast of Pentecost, Jesus came down in the person of the Holy Spirit into them. And they received power amen amen what did they receive amen. on the day of passover they received the life of god amen amen jesus gave his life amen. didn't he mm -hmm. yes to who to us <laughs> oh, that, that's a, that's a gimme right <laughs> <laughs> he died for me 
not, not, not yeah, you guys, yeah, just we, for we me. Know, we all know that Jesus died for us, but we never ask ourselves, this life he gave, who did he give it to? <laughs> he gave his life for me. I always wondered. I said, okay, if only I can find where he gave, who he gave that life to, I'll go and ask for some. <laughs> he gave it to God. He, there you go. No, 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 no. He, how can he give his life to God? He is God. What, what you mean is he obeyed God and gave his life. But he gave his life to you. The life he has, is that not the life of God? Mm-hmm. Yes. It's the life of yeah. God. It's not, it's not a separate life from God. It's the life of God. He was God himself. Mm-hmm. Chine, Chine, do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. It, I mean, whatever life he had, who gave it to him? God. God. So he didn't yeah. give, why, why would God say, okay, I'm going to give you this, now give it back to me. That is, that's nothing. No, he gave his life to you. And now you give your life to? Him. Thank you. Okay. He gave his life to you, and now you have life, the life of God in you. And you've given him your life. And your life is a death sentence. I hope you know that. Yes. And that's why he had to die. You gave him that death. He took all the sin that your life is all about. He accepted it. Now he's given you his life. You have received the life. But do you know when you receive his life, you don't receive power? Yes, yes. Now, tell me why you agree with me. Don't just agree with me. <laughs> Isn't that, doesn't it sound like an abominable thing to say? It's until you give your life to him, mm-hmm. that's when, you know, you can receive the power of God and the Holy Spirit. No. Okay. No. God doesn't do quid pro quo. The Bible says, not because we loved him, but because he first loved us. So everything that God gives us is free. We don't have to give him anything. Remember last week we studied that all we needed to do was to believe. Amen? Yeah. Now, after mm-hmm. you've believed and you've tasted and you have seen that, oh my God, this is a better life than the one I had before. Then you take the one you had before and you offer it to him. Amen? Yeah, amen. You don't have to give your life to be saved. All you have to do is believe and you shall be saved. What I'm teaching you is the Bible. Forget what those people are saying outside. Okay? Don't worry about all those people. Follow what the word of God says. Jesus does want me, you and I to give our life to him because it's our what? Our life. Reasonable, reasonable service. Thank you. <laughs> That's Romans chapter 12 or 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I can't remember. Okay. But Brethren, to answer I your you. question about yeah. why do we, how do we know that um, we receive power when we receive the Holy Spirit? Acts chapter 1. See, your steps ahead. I never said that. 
Oh, I thought that's what you said. I agree mm -hmm. with what you said, but I didn't come to that. You're mm -hmm. way ahead. In fact, maybe Sorry. next week you're going to have to teach this <laughs> Bible study. <laughs> okay, I'll okay. be quiet. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you. Okay. So when you receive Jesus, you receive life, the life of God. Amen. You become Amen. sensitive to the things of God. Mm. But Jesus says, I must go. When I go, he will come. When he comes, you shall receive what? Power. Power. <laughs> okay. And the Bible says, on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Ghost came and they were filled with what? Power. Power. So we have the power now. If you have the Holy Ghost. If you have Jesus, you have life. You're born again. You have eternal life. But if you receive the Holy Spirit, you receive power. But that power can decrease daily. So you often have to recharge it. I can show you that in the Bible, but just take my word for it for now, okay? That's called refilling with the Holy Spirit, okay? So the Bible will say, and they prayed, and they were filled again with the Spirit. Do you understand? Yes. Amen. Yes. So you can receive the Holy Spirit by asking God for the Holy Spirit. Now, you can have the Holy Spirit, but you're not praying in tongues. But a lot of people assume that because they see people praying in tongues, that those people have the Holy Spirit. Okay, I can tell you there's some voodoo priests that pray in tongues. <laughs> okay, so be careful. Okay, I pray in tongues. I love praying in tongues. Trust me, it's like flying to China versus walking to China. When you pray in tongues, you cover all bases. Okay, and let nobody deceive you. You don't have to have some special force hit you to pray in tongues. There are different kinds of praying in tongues. The common one is where you choose to pray in tongues and you get better with practice. Yes, you do. There's also praying in tongues where you don't know what came over you. You find yourself speaking a language. You don't understand how you suddenly are speaking German or whatever. That's there. But that's another teaching. Just take my word for it. Okay, Speaking in tongues is something that's available to you if you ask God to give you the Holy Spirit and he and you believe God to give you the Holy Spirit, you will be able to speak in tongues right now. Okay? So the third feast is called the Feast of what? Liz, you called the name for me at the beginning. The, ver the first one you told me at the beginning. When I asked you, what are the names of the three feasts? We've looked at Passover. We looked at Pentecost. And now the third one is? Tabernacle. She said tabernacle. Tabernacle. Thank you. Sorry, Liz. Your phone was fading out from my side. Tabernacle. Oh. Now, I have a question. You saw Jesus crucified around Passover, correct? Yes. Yes. You saw the yes. Holy Ghost come down on Pentecost, correct? Correct. Yes. Now, what about tabernacle? Why does God seem to have forgotten about that one?
that's the third and final feast we are waiting for. Amen? Amen. 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 Every single Christian in the world is awaiting the tabernacling of, I just created the word there, by the way, okay? <laughs> the settling of God in his temple, where God will turn, make, turn his temple into his home. Now, Chineze, can you tell me where the temple of God is? His temple? Yes. Um, I know there's a passage in the Bible that says our body is a temple of God. There you go. That's exactly what I'm talking about. So you are going to be the habitation of God. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Right now, God is sharing, is a co-tenant paying rent in you and I with the devil. Do you know that? Yes. We yes. collect rent from God. <laughs> we charge him rent. We say, I don't know whether I feel like serving you this week. You know, you haven't paid your rent. Uh, next week, we look at the devil and say, okay, look, devil, you have paid your rent, right? Okay, I serve you this week. But a time is coming when the devil will be blown out of our existence and God will dwell in us in full. He will tabernacle in us. It will no longer be filled with the spirit today, low on the spirit tomorrow. Filled with the spirit today, low on the spirit tomorrow. We will be on 24-7. No more Nepa. Huh? <laughs> Those from Nigeria know what I mean. <laughs> Nepa is the is the electricity generating company in Nigeria that gives you fluctuating power. You never know when you're <laughs> going to have electricity. So Nigerians call it never expect power always. Okay? <laughs> but its real acronym means National Electric Power Authority or something like that. Okay. <laughs> All right, so we'll move from Nepa to whatever they have in Japan or America or something. Okay. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Right. I think I, I want to stop there. Um, I hope we've gotten something. We understand what faith is. Faith is your own walk. Amen. Your own Amen. walk. Your own Amen. destiny. Don't let anybody psych, you know, psych psychologically dismantle you. That's the job of the devil, to always point at all your weaknesses and all the mistakes you've made. Let me ask you a question. For your heart of hearts, can you actually go and accuse somebody of doing something and saying to them, how could you do such a thing? Why are you not as holy as me? Can you say that? No. No. There's nobody in the world that can say that. Yeah. So don't let anybody put you down. Don't let anybody. There's no righteous person. The only righteousness you and I have is the righteousness that we have because we have dared to believe in Jesus. And God, for some reason, actually believes we're righteous. Okay? He's got to explain that one to me when I meet him. But he believes that. Okay? God actually believes you are righteous because of what Jesus did. And if God believes it, who are you to doubt God? Amen? 
Amen. 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 God knows what he's talking about. Take it from me. No matter how you feel about yourself, that's not what God feels about you. And he knows a little more than you do. And he thinks you're righteous. He believes that whatever you set your heart and mind to do, nothing can stop you from it. Do you know that? Yes. Yes. Remind me to teach about the Tower of Babel another day. So you will see that. And you will know that God didn't stop the Tower of Babel because he hated the Tower of Babel. He just didn't want it to be done in only one place. <laughs> <laughs> No, God, no, I'm serious. The day God showed me that thing, I was amazed. All along, I thought, he, he said, no, scatter them. I need this thing done all over the world. Okay? Why have one week and have a billion? Amen. 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 Praise God. All right, let me stop here. I don't know if there are any questions or somebody else wants to come and build. Or maybe, you know, sometimes I'm speaking and then I miss things or, and you want to fill up the gap. Let's go ahead and let's, you know, take time and do that. Um, I think it's just a clarification about, you know, this preparation we started off talking about. Yes, yes, yes. You know, Christ has you know, definitely had a feast of Passover. Yes. And then there appears to be another uh, feast days, a uh, couple of days after. Yes. I don't know if maybe the, the Passover feast that Christ had with the disciples was was just with them alone, but not with the entire you know, nation, you could say, you could, yes. if I could use that word. Maybe it was just, you know, a spiritual Passover or or he was preparing them for the real meaning of Passover. Is that what it means? Um, was there another Passover after that? Uh, I, I didn't really, yes. really yes. get that. that. Yes, that was what I was trying to say. I was trying to say that the preparation that they were having was yes. for the Feast of Passover Hmm. which was about to happen, okay? okay? And the Feast of Passover is hmm. the first day of the week. Hmm. In other words, when you go back to the Old Testament, mm -hmm. there are seven days hmm. in the Feast of Passover. Hmm. All together, between Passover and Pentecost, there are 50 days. Yes. There are seven sevens. What's mm. seven times seven? 49. Thank you. So there are seven weeks. Mm. Okay. Okay. From Passover to Pentecost. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm. So that's why the, peop the people who were in Jerusalem when Jesus was crucified were still there on the day of Pentecost. They hadn't gone back to their countries. Yes. Now, tabernacles comes way later. Okay? So. Brother Mike? Yes. Sorry, can you come closer? You know, once before you were teaching on this, and what you were saying is that you put some other scriptures in there where Jesus is our high no, I have, Yeah, I have the teaching. I have the, you're right. I have the teaching on that. But I, because she was asking, how do we know that, what, why is it that Jesus celebrated Passover with his disciples two days before the Passover was celebrated by the Hebrew nation? Yes, but mm -hmm. the reason I pulled back from that was I couldn't prove it without taking time and going away from my subject. 
Right. So you I just understand. wanted you to just say that so you could answer that that there there is a reason. I and let's look and see if we have a one of our broadcasts already. Yes, I, there's a, yeah, that. there's it's in one of our broadcasts. I it's um I think if you go look online for one of the, I think it's called the three feasts or something mm -hmm. like that. Then mm -hmm. we do the teaching where right from the old Testament, we show, mm -hmm. you know, how that each, each seven days during the feasts of Passover to Pentecost is called the weeks. They're called the feast of weeks. Maybe mm -hmm. you've heard that phrase before feast of weeks. No. Okay. You, okay, everybody have their phone with them. You're able to get to Google, or will this knock you off if you go to Google? Please go to Google on your phone. Go to Google on your phone. Type in the word Bible, Feast of Weeks. So it occurs on the on the sixth day of the Jewish of the Hebrew month of Sivan. Okay. Okay. Well, it gives nine references in the in the Bible of Scripture. Okay. Okay. Just give us just pick one any of them, and give us the verse, and we can go there. Okay. Well, there's um Acts two one through four. No, 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 not we don't want New Testament. We want Old Testament. Okay, how about Exodus twenty three sixteen? Exodus twenty three. Oh, sorry, not twenty three. Let's do Exodus thirty four. Exodus thirty four. Verse twenty two. Okay. Okay. Verse 22. Go ahead and read it once. So, Anybody can read from verse 22. That's from verse 22 to 24. To 22 and 23. That, that kind of helps contextualize what I was saying. Okay. Amen. 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 So it says here, um, Exodus chapter 34, verse 22 and 23, and yes. you shall observe the feast of weeks of the first fruits of wheat harvest and the, first, and the feast of ingathering at the year's end. Okay. Three times in a year, all your men shall appear before the Lord, the, the, the Lord God of Israel. Okay. Something to do with harvest. Okay, no, no, don't, don't, don't worry, don't, don't, get, don't get stuck in the weeds, all right? <laughs> okay, we, we want to just keep it simple. Mm. So we see that there's something called Feast of Weeks. Yes. Now, 
there isn't one particular event called the Feast of Weeks. Amen? Amen. Because as you can see, it continues to the end of the year. Mm -hmm. Do you get it? Yes. And it begins yes. at Passover. Yes. Okay. So it, it goes, and thou shalt observe the feast of weeks of the first fruits of the wheat harvest and the feast of ingathering at the year's end. So you have two there, right? You have the feast of weeks mm -hmm. and the feast of what? Ingathering. So the feast of ingathering is related to what? Which feast? Which of our three feasts? Huh? Which are, we, we mentioned three feasts when we started. Passover, Pentecost, and Tabernacles. So mm -hmm. ingathering is related to which one? Pentecost. Tabernacles. No. Tabernacles. Before because we said earlier that the feast of weeks occurs between Passover and Pentecost. Yes. And that the Feast of Tabernacles was the last one. So if the Feast of Tabernacles is the last one, it has to be the one at the end of the year. Yeah. 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 Pentecost is in the middle. It can't be the end of the year because there's another feast. Right. And back at verse 18, they mentioned the Feast of the Unleavened Bread, which is your Passover. So they yes. did the same chapter. All yeah. It's just, they're just saying during Passover, you eat bread that has no yeast. Okay? Yes. But during Pentecost, you eat bread that has yeast. Yes. Is everybody with me? Liz, are you with me? Yeah. And yes. during Tabernacle, you eat bread that has no yeast. Why does God allow us to eat bread that has yeast in Pentecost, but not in Tabernacle and not in Passover? What does yeast symbolize in the Bible? Um, Liz, Chinese, do you want to take a stab at this? Um, no, I don't, um, I don't. I have no idea. Okay, go ahead, Liz. The time, to, having time to, for the, it to rise. Okay, good. Yeast in the Bible represents sin. Okay. Now, you can call any pastor that's been to Bible school. They'll confirm that Brother Mike was right on this one. Okay? Uh-huh. So it's called, the word is actually leaven. So you have the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Okay? So what Pentecost is saying is that there will be an age. We are now in the age of Pentecost from the day that it happened in the book of Acts. That God will be tolerant of the... Um, sins that man is struggling with as long as man is trying to come out of them amen yes but in passover he's not going to be tolerant of sin the man he's going to judge on passover better be sinless otherwise that's it and guess what that man was sinless isn't that so yes you are actually now going to be the next sacrifice did you know that that the Christians are the next sacrifice? Okay, that's another teaching entirely. But let's, let's go back. So anyway, thanks, Kay, for showing us the 
uh, Feast of Weeks in um, Exodus 34. It's not a feast in and of itself. It's just that that period is a festive period that everything that happens then is put under Feast of Weeks. That is Passover and Pentecost. Amen? Amen. Amen. And Tabernacle, since it occurs around the end of the year, it's around the time when we harvest our, our foods. So where do we harvest our foods? Where, where do we harvest our foods? Is it in the fields, right? It's October. Yes. yes. Right, in the fields. And yeah. so the people live in tents. So sometimes it's called the Feast of Booths. You probably heard that phrase. Okay, let's do another, the last Google search, okay? Google search, Feast of Booths. Bible, Feast of Booths. Booths is B-O-O-T-H-S. Everybody knows what the booth is, right? Like in, in America, yes. we say trunk for our car. In England, they say booth for the car, right? Or telephone booth. Okay, everybody knows what a telephone booth is, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So a booth is like a tent that the people would go and build, and uh, not build, and set up in the fields where they would be gathering their harvests. That usually occurred around the Feast of Tabernacles. So has anybody found Feast of Booths? Yeah, it took me to the same place and gave me the same scriptures that we were looking at before. In gathering. <laughs> yes. Okay. Is there any other one? Because there's got to be those. Remember, I told you that the words are used interchangeably to represent yeah. the same thing. I mean, like I said, you've got Numbers, Deuteronomy, Leviticus, Chronicles, Second Chronicles, Ezra, okay. Nehemiah. Okay. Does anybody else? Did anybody else type in the word Feast of Booths? Yeah. Yes. Using keep saying slash tabernacles right so ezra, there you go very good ezra chapter 3 verse 4 talks about the feast of booths okay exodus chapter 3 verse 4 what no ezra. Ezra. ezra ezra e-z-r-a okay let's check let's check it let's check it that's before the book of psalms right right after the book of nehemiah well, before the book of Nehemiah. Yeah, before. Ezra chapter 3, verse 4. 4. Okay. <laughs> Guess what they say here? Feast what's of that? Tabernacles. You, okay. What's it say? My, my translation says Feast of Tabernacles, which is correct, which is correct. Remember, we said on the Feast of Tabernacles, they go out there and they create, they, 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 they set up tents where they work, you know, gathering their, their farm produce for the year. Okay? So you can see what I was trying to say to you before, that there are three feasts. You'll hear these sub-names like Feast of Weeks, Feast of Ingathering, Feast of Booths, etc. But they're all occurring either in one of those three main events. Amen? Amen. All right. 
So I, I, I think I can stop there. I, wanna, I want to answer questions. I want to clarify something else that so I don't want to go too far out left field. I'm kind of happy that somebody is switching to opening the book of Ezra today for the first time ever. Right? Um, okay. Can I say something? Of course. Of course. Um, the, um, the Feast of Boots, what I opened here, it says, um, even though it makes reference to the tabernacle, um, yes. Feast of Tabernacle, it also says, it also recalled the days when the Israelites lived in huts during their years of wandering in the wilderness yes. after the exodus from Egypt. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So that that's that's a good interpretation. That is a good um because there's a place where God says that you will you do this to remember when you wandered in the wilderness. That's what that yeah. person is referring to. Whoever gave uh -huh. that interpretation there. What we're yeah. saying is that there are three feasts that we don't want the student to be confused. A yeah. lot of Bible students they try to cram. Oh, Feast of Booths, Feast of Unleavened Bread, Feast of... Do you understand? Thinking yeah. that these are different things. All right? Mm. But yeah. both Passover and Tabernacle are both Feast of Unleavened Bread. Okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then you have Feast of Booths, which, is, which occurs during Feast of Tabernacles. Do you yeah. understand? But the, yeah. the, but the, 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 the goal it's not Feast of Boots. It's not Feast of Ingathering. It's Feast of Tabernacle. That's what we're looking at. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. So the three goals are Passover, Pentecost, Tabernacle. Passover, Pentecost, Tabernacle. Tabernacle, yeah. Jesus fulfilled Passover. Jesus fulfilled Pentecost. But what? Nobody has fulfilled Tabernacle yet. Amen. Amen. That's the teaching. Okay? That's, that's the teaching. But as for whether or not Jesus was crucified um, around Passover and that the first of the week wasn't Sunday, I don't want to make an issue of that right now. Let's, there's a study that I've done. I think it's online. Like I said, go to the videos. That's why you've got to look for these old videos. Okay? Look for these old videos. And, um, and play them so that you can catch up. They're not for nothing. There's a lot of work is, is there. And that's why God had me put them out there, you know, in Jordan, in Saudi Arabia, wherever people are watching them, you know, so you too can do the same thing. So I solicit your prayers. I solicit your support. Okay, I want to thank you for your time. For those of you who have been faithful, you know, uh, supporting this work, for being involved, sharing these videos, okay? Don't be... Don't, don't, don't get weary. Don't be weary. Don't get tired. Your strength is supposed to come brighter and brighter every day. Okay? Keep pressing on. Share these videos with your family and friends. Start watch parties on Facebook. Go over this video so your friends and family can discuss it. Okay? And continue to write us. Write me through Facebook. Write me through you know, the, the comment section here on YouTube. Okay? So I want to encourage you. Thank you so much for the way you've been supporting us. Thanks so much for all that you've been doing. We really appreciate it. Remember what I said, if you want to continue listening to us, you have audio, you can always go, okay, to our website. You can see the online radio channels that you can get us through. Like I mentioned um, Apple's iTunes, I met Apple iTunes, I mentioned um, Spotify, and I think Google. 
you can also, you know, there are other platforms also through which you can hear us through audio. Okay? I want to encourage you to subscribe to our channel and to, you know, hit the like buttons. Hit the like buttons. I can't say that enough. Every time you watch these videos through YouTube, hit the like buttons. Now, if you're watching through Facebook or you're watching through some other video like WhatsApp, it's not going to show here, so we'll be able to see your like. But if you're watching through YouTube, I want to encourage you. Or Facebook, wherever it is, I want to encourage you. Hit that like button. Okay? Hit that like button. It matters to us. Okay? Thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for everything that you've been doing, you know, by watching our videos. Okay? But in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be on the road. But wherever I am, I'm going to be broadcasting from there. So the broadcast is still going to keep going. Okay? So thank you so much, everybody. God bless you. See you soon.